and we're live. We're going to talk about Black Keys, El Camino and Lamb of God's Ashes of the Wake and I'm joined by Robert. How's it going, Rob? Hey James, how you doing? You alright? Yeah, good mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, it's been a long time coming and I'm glad we finally got around to this. Yeah, it has been a long time coming. I was, uh, I've been putting it off for a few months and then, yeah, like you say, things have been happening on the weekends and whatnot. Yeah, no, but it's, so it's good to finally get it underway. Um, do you just want to introduce yourself quickly? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm Rob. Uh, me and James went to school together like a, a long, well, probably about ten years ago now, is it? Well, we finished and ten years ago, eh? Finished ten years ago. It's a long time now. Yeah, we've travelled Europe together. I sort of played the drums. Well, I used to play the drums. But pretty much not being touched lately. Yeah, it's probably a bit about me, I guess. So the album I sent you was the Black Keys El Camino, which yeah. that album would have come out our final year of high school, actually. And I remember Lonely Boy being played just fucking everywhere. Yep, yep, it uh, was. And I think, to be fair, when you sent me this album, I was actually quite excited about it because it's sort of an album I've always sort of wanted to listen to. And I think the fact that the Lonely Boy was absolutely played everywhere has just put me was putting me off it the whole time. So, guys, this is just thrashed on the radio like constantly. Going back to it, I was actually quite surprised that it did come out in 2011. I was like, holy shit, that's like 10 years ago. Like, I was actually surprised. I didn't actually expect it to have been that long ago. No, it's yeah, it's been a long time ago. For me, it's an album that has aged really well. I mean, it's only been mm. a decade, but it's also one of my favourite albums, and that's why I sent it to you. But I just want to know what you thought of it, like when you listened to it. Like I say, I was excited to listen to it, and then listening to it, I obviously recognised the first four songs because that actually turned out to be, I think, I think all four of those first songs ended up being singles. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, Lonely Boy was thrashed in the radio. Gold on the ceiling was also thrashed in the radio. But then it was funny, like Little Black Submarines, I think that's a song that I've always liked, but I don't think I, it clicked on me that it was the Black Keys. So then I think I remember looking for it years ago, and I think I was trying to look through Jack White's um, solo stuff to try and find that song. Yeah, so it's good that it's finally sort of come back on my radar, because I actually do really like that song. And actually this week, or last week, it was actually getting played on the radio as well. I think I found, I think, I don't know if it's because those songs are so familiar, the, the end of the album... At first, listen, listen was sort of like, a th- I wouldn't say boring, but it didn't quite catch you the same as those first four songs did. So I kept sort of listening to it, obviously. And then it t- I think Run Right Back now is probably like my favourite song on that album. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, like it's just interesting how, I guess you listen to it more and more often, the tunes become more familiar, and then you start like maybe picking up stuff you didn't hear at the first time. Now, I think with this album, like, yeah, like you say, those first four songs are all singles, but every other song basically could be a single. Like, they're all quite poppy songs. They all have, like, yeah. hooks in them. They're all quite short, you know. I think the longest song probably is Little Black Submarine, and that got shortened for radio. Oh, true. The album's just, like, a really consistent pace. It's not a long album either. Yeah, it's definitely a consistent pace. Like, this, it feels like it's got the same tempo and beat, like, all the way through. Yeah, like it's like real drivey like the the drums sort of just keep that solid drum beat and the bass line is just sort of that solid beat yeah and it's just sort of that guitar hooker and then it's just sort of like it's almost like it just a, like they're just sort of jamming in a way eh? yeah so i don't know if you've listened to like earlier black keys albums the album before this brothers was the first one where they had like big commercial success and that was the first one where they sort of became their sound became like a full band with like a, yeah. a bass and you know other instruments as well and like El Camino like fleshed that out a bit more their very first albums were just a guitar 
and drums. No, really. And yeah. like that's just, cool, but you can only take it so far. So they've been like a two piece the whole time, have they? Yeah. I don't know who plays bass. I'm not sure if it is Dan Auerbach, who is the what do you call yeah, they singer? Might just loop it with effects pedals and stuff for like that, eh? Yeah, or you know, like just he does the actual recording in the studio, and then they have someone else play on tour. But yeah, it makes sense. And then like because the album, the two albums after this have been just yeah, basically a full band as well, you know, with basses and stuff like that. Yeah, I haven't actually listened to that Brothers album you're talking about or any of their earlier stuff. So that's it was actually surprising to me that this was is this their fourteenth album, was it? El Camino? Oh, I'm not sure if it was fourteenth, but it was certainly like it's quite late in their career. Yeah, it's real late, eh? And I was just like yeah, I was sort of shocked. But like you say, I guess it's, that's when they sort of formed like band music, I guess, and went commercial. Yeah. It's it's also interesting that you say you, when you were looking for Little Black Submarine you went through Jack White stuff. Because obviously yeah. like the early white stripe stuff was just a guitar and drums as well. I, th- I just don't know if I think looking back on it the singing style is quite different but at the time I didn't really know Jack White either like White Stripes obviously everyone's heard of but I hadn't actually got into Jack White solo stuff that much either so I wasn't really familiar with his voice and then I wasn't familiar with these guys and I just I don't know I just assumed that that was Jack White but looking back on it you can definitely hear the difference in voices and styles so I don't know <laughs> so if I well you know when we were in high school together and it, hanging out afterwards as well like the kind of music you've listened to is we've we've had a similar taste of music yeah, but yeah. you've probably been a bit more extreme in the metal side which obviously is why you've sent me this lamb of god album which we'll talk about a bit later but then because in my mind like the black keys is not a band that you would get into really easily Nah, it's not you're yeah, right back i think yeah if you showed me this 10 years ago well like i said i've just picked up the last album let's rock i've actually went i actually went out and bought that and i think Maybe 10 years ago, I may, may not have done that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've sort of... Yeah, it's, it actually is just a really good album. I think the only reason it was put me off them was just the way Lonely Boy and uh, Gold on the Ceiling was just absolutely smashed on the radio. Just every time you jumped in the car, it was on. Yeah, it was that summer. It was just painful. You could, couldn't get away from either of those songs. Yeah, you couldn't. Know. So I think that's just what, like... I just don't want to go home and then start listening to the same stuff. So it's like, yeah... But like I say, if you say it was that summertime, like it actually is the perfect summer drinking album. I think, eh? like it's you can just imagine yourself hot day, feed beers with this album, just just cranked up real loud, eh? Yeah, because one of the reasons why I enjoy it is like you know we said it's pretty consistent and paced the whole way through, but it's like it, it's very easy to listen to. There's enough complexity in the songs that like keep them interesting and can keep you coming back. But yeah. Like, there's nothing, like, super special or super complicated going on in them. No, there's not. They they pretty much seem to keep the same formula as well, eh? like, the same, like, just real drum and bass sort of driven with just, like, a catchy guitar sort of, I wouldn't say solos, sort of melody hooks type things, though. Yeah. And maybe that's the trap that Lonely Boy fell into, is that, like, it would have been a good song if you could hear it when you wanted to hear it instead of, you know, like, it just being rammed down your throat. And then because it is catchy... You're like, oh, fuck, it's this song again. And especially with that music video they had too. So every time you turned the TV on, it was on the music video as well. <laughs> I forgot about that music video, actually. It's a guy dancing been, the whole time, eh? Oh, dancing, because that was sort of probably the time. I don't know if kids do it these days, but I just remember I was coming home and listening to the music channel, and there was just, like, music videos all, all the time. Yeah. That's such a thing anymore, but, yeah, so that was the thing as well. You just couldn't escape that song. I think that's an interesting thing, like, because I was the same, you know, like, coming home from school, you'd put the TV on, 
I need to turn it to the music channel. Yeah. And I think I found a lot of music that way as well. Yeah, no, it was good for that. But nowadays, like, I I feel like I have to actively look for music because Spotify will never put, put new music in front of me. I've, I've definitely found that. I agree with that because I, I found myself, I think I just realized the other day, like, I'm like, I always find myself just going and listen to the exact same music, like all the bands I'm used to and familiar with. I'll just, because I always listen to Spotify through the TV as well, and it's not, it's not. I don't think it's a great app set up for the TV. So I just like have all my saved stuff down the, sort of the left side, and I just click on that rather than actively searching for stuff. And then you've you've obviously got that Spotify radio, but then it's just like you always. I think I find I'm always doing something else and I'm listening to music. So I might like a song, but then I'll never go back to it, and then I'll never be able to find it again no just... and for me like the radio isn't that adventurous nah you know like say you say you've just listened to this black keys album uh, yeah then after that you know you'd probably get a couple after monkey songs maybe some yeah. friends ferdinand or something like that and it never actually like really changed from that genre yeah that's true it, does, it sort of puts on stuff you've already listened to eh? like it's like you say those bands if you've listened to black keys you probably listen to argo monkeys and friends ferdinand anyway so like like say so, yeah yeah, which is a shame because, I mean, that was a good thing about the, you know, coming home and putting the music on, the music channel on. But uh, do you still listen to the radio quite a lot then? No, well, that's the thing. With these days at work, it's um, apparently a health and safety hazard. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not even really allowed to listen to music or even have, like, a personal headset on or every now and then I try and, like, sneak something in my top pocket through my phone, like, if the site's quiet, but... But it is, you pretty much can't get away with it these days, though, which pretty much makes the day drag on. But, so yeah, it's quite hard for me to even find time to listen to new music and stuff these days. So you it's, actually have to be actively... I actually literally have to be at home. Just, yeah, I literally have to just be at home to listen to music now. That's mad, because, like... So one of my memories from particularly Lonely Boy and Gold on the Ceiling was, like, that summer I was working on a construction site. Yeah. And, you know, so you had the radio next year and because of the rock plays the same songs every day yeah you know you just hear those songs and a few guns and roses songs a few acdc songs a few nirvana songs every day but i didn't realize that you couldn't listen to the radio anymore now there's not many sites that allow it though like like say that's going back 10 years ago now so it's changed a hell of a lot fuck it we're not even that old yeah like i can understand yeah that's the crazy thing eh? it's like you, you see all the old construction workers going oh it's back in my day and you think oh you can imagine how much it's changed for those fellas, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's a crazy thing, eh? Like, I can understand, like, a personal headset being a health and safety issue because you can't, like, hear alarms or if someone's shouting to you. But when you've got, like, a radio on and it's not, like, obnoxiously loud and everyone can agree on the same channel, I guess that's the problem as well. No one agreeing on the same channel. But then it's not really a, a problem. Like, you, get, you sort of just get into what you're doing and it works. Like, you're not like distracted by other people talking like you just got the music on and you just straight into it you're focused it was like at school for me i couldn't really like do schoolwork if i didn't have my um my ipod on or anything like that i'd just like put the music on and then that's it you can get into just focus shut out all like the distractions and just focus on what you're getting into were you doing a lot of schoolwork anyway <laughs> come on james <laughs> <laughs> i'm not destroying your brand here mate don't worry the rare time I was doing schoolwork then. <laughs> I mean, you know, you did all right at school, but it didn't seem like you were trying too hard. <laughs> no, nah, I definitely wasn't trying hard, that's for sure. <laughs> no, just flying by natural talent. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> God knows how you passed English. I can understand maths, but you can't fucking spell to save a life, so... 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I'll flick that one. <laughs> um, I'll flick because they told me I wasn't going to pass that. Which one? The old calculus. The teacher told me I wasn't going to pass that one, but I proved him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you actually use maths in your day-to-day job as well. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, you do, yeah. But, I mean, I don't use anything yeah. I learned at high school. Yeah, we're not doing algebra equations, though, for sure. <laughs> no. I mean, the worst thing is, like, I use spreadsheets heaps now, and I dropped out of accounting, and it's probably the only thing that would actually come in use for me these days. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well, it is what it is. Um, I guess with spreadsheets, too, it's all about getting the right formulas, and it's all sort of gets done for you in a way, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, I don't have to do the maths. I just have to know how the formula works. And now I can yep. copy and paste off Google. Yeah. <laughs> Too easy. So then, yeah, now I... Oh, well, what's your favourite... What's your thoughts this album? Are your favourite songs in the album? When I first started listening to this album, Little Black Submarine was my first uh, favourite song. Yep. Oh, yeah, I, so we agree on that. Yeah, I really like the, like the slow guitar picking and, you know, it's just a really soft, gentle melody. Yeah. And I don't like the rock part, the heavier part at the end of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I love the way that goes into that, though. It's a weird one for me because, like, if, it almost feels like you could just have, like, a nice little soft song out of it and they've just, because they didn't know what else to do, they just tacked on this other part. Yeah, I guess you could you could look at it like that way, I guess. But it's, yeah. I feel like it's a song that slowly builds up as, like, this, like there's quite different parts of that song and it sort of always sort of starts off really slowly and then it's, I think it slowly builds up as the song progresses. So I think it's I think personally it's a fitting way to finish it. Like I guess it's the black key style and it ties that song into the rest of the album. Yeah. But um yeah. But yeah, like so, say it is a song as well. Yeah, and that was like that was the song that really got me into the album. It was the first yeah. one like cuz I'd listened to Lonely Boy and those kind of you know those uh pop songs that we were talking about, the ones that were sorry on the radio. But then like I listened to it a lot when I was living in the Netherlands. It was just an album that I put on every morning. And right. it was like the second half of the album. Like, so Run Right Back, I love. Yeah, that's uh, funny. It's, we've mentioned this same few times. <laughs> and Nova Baby. Yep, that's the other one I was going to mention. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I, I really yeah, like those. The three songs to me from that album. Yeah. And Mind, is it Mind Eraser is the last song? Yeah. Yep. I think that's a great song to finish on, though. Yeah, I can't. to be fair, I can't quite remember that one right now but yeah i mean there's there's no the only song on the album i don't like and we've mentioned this heaps of times is lonely boy and that's because it was overplayed if it wasn't for that like i think i'd like every song on this album yeah now it's funny eh, how how the radio can just ruin a song or sometimes even ruin a band because i wouldn't have personally gone out to listen to these guys yeah it's a shame isn't it but i mean but i I was very excited when he sent me this album i was like sweet it's giving me the chance to actually listen to it so now to move on to the album you've sent me, which is yep. Ashes. It is Ashes of the Wake. Is that the right title? Yep. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, why, why did you choose this album? Why did you send me this album? Well, I guess, like you said earlier, we've sort of always listened to the same sort of music growing up, and we've had very similar music tastes. And like you said, I, I, normally, I but I venture off to like the more metal side of things. So I thought it would be fitting that I'm, I am just assume that you'd, you would never have heard this album before. And I think it's an album that looking back on it, I don't actually realise, like I actually first heard this album in 2004 when the album got released when I was still living in the UK. Yep. There's, a couple of like, there's a couple of older girls on the school bus that showed me this album and I would have been like 11 years old, maybe like 10 or 11 years old. 
And I was just like, obviously, I was growing up with like Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Guns N' Roses, and whatnot. And when I heard this, I was like, holy shit, this is this is another level, eh? Like, and it's just been, a, and then I, yeah, I ended up getting into all the other albums, bought the last, the two after that album. And it's just an album I think that's just, I've just pretty much always gone back to, like, what's that, 16 years later now? So, um, and then, like you say, I'm, I've just assumed that you would never have ever heard this album before. Yeah, so, uh, you're yeah, right. Uh, something good for you to maybe listen to, because it's quite different to uh, the styles that you'd normally go for. Yeah, it is. I mean, because you know I like bands like Metallica, Black Sabbath, uh, Tool, yeah. which, yeah, you know, System of a Down, and those are sort of like, that's kind of the edge of where I'd go to. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like, because Master of Puppets is a heavy, fast album. A lot of tall stuff is very heavy. Yeah, but this is just a different level, like you say. Like it's, it, it it's not that it's just like ten percent heavier or something. It's like you know fifty or a hundred percent heavier. Absolutely full on. Eh? Well, I think I think this is why the album made like sort of catapulted their careers. Oh, it made them stand out a lot more than what other metal bands are doing. Yeah, and I think they're um. I think the album genre, like how you'd quote it, is the new wave of heavy, the new wave of American heavy metal, which sort of makes sense because it is sort of quite a lot different to how other metal bands were doing things in the past. Yeah. So, if it's the new wave, is the old wave sort of dying out with Metallica's uh, Justice for All and Pantera in the early nineties? Those bands are always those bands are always going to live on, but I don't think new bands are doing the same as what they were doing, and I think. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's dying out, but I don't think... I think it was just at the time, it was just something new and fresh. I didn't mean the bands were dying out. I just meant that, like, you know, Injustice for All was obviously the end of an era for Metallica. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, like, there weren't... Because then grunge became really big and Britpop, but there wasn't, you know, like, those... Maybe Tool and Rage Against Machine were, like... But they're they're just different kinds of metal. Yeah. They're not, like, thrash metal or heavy, where they're certainly not as fast as this stuff. Yeah. so then, if, if I'm right, if you follow my logic, then Lamb of God is sort of picking up that thread in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no that makes sense. And I think Lamb of God is a little bit special because they're not all, um, like, Metallica is, like, real, like, guitar, like, chord-driven, but I, these, this band's quite melodic. Yeah. Like they've actually got lots of guitar hooks and, like, melodies that go with the songs. Then you've obviously got Chris Adler, which is just an absolutely insane drummer. And I think being from a drumming background, I think this is why this album as well has just been so amazing for me. It's just the stuff that guy can do on the drums is just unreal. Yeah, so that's one of the things that stuck out to me was like, you hear good drummers, but you listen to this and it's, I mean, the whole album is obviously just a wall of noise, but it's a bit more calculated than that. It's not just, you know, some idiot smashing the drums. Yeah, that's it. It's not just a big blast beat and everyone growling. Although it sounds, I guess it sounds like that at first. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i mean cause to be honest with you like i didn't really enjoy it <laughs> yeah i did expect that <laughs> and so i listened to it three times and like yeah. e- each time i made it further through before i was like i've had enough of this i think the first time yeah. after two songs i was like i've got i've just got to get through this <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and then like this you know the second time i made it to the fifth song and then after that i was you know uh you know maybe the seventh or eighth song on the third listen and because in the same way that the El Camino is quite um, consistent, yeah. To me, this sounds very consistent. Yeah, it is. It's very full on. Yeah, there's, there's no rests. Yeah, there's no intros as such. It's just like straight into it, guitar, bass, drums, like all straight away. There's there's no like 
Except for, I think, Remorses for the Dead, where they have, like, at the end, they have, like, the slow sort of melodic intro, and then the rest of the band comes in. This one is just straight in your face from start to finish, just about. Yeah, you I mean, there's, there's no song that's just got, like, a nice little rest in it for you to catch your breath sort of thing. Yeah, not really. Which I think, for me, I think, I just love it. Like, I, I, every time I listen to it, my legs are moving. I just can't sit still listen to it. And funnily enough, El Camino did the same thing for me, like, but, like, in a different groove, like, I was, like, moving to that whole album as well. But obviously, they're very, very different albums. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> um, like, one of the ways... Well, one of the things that has come up a lot on this podcast is, like, the ways of getting into songs and how to engage with it, or albums in general. Yeah. So with El Camino, it's pretty obviously obvious because it's got these hooks which just grab you and the pops structures and things like that. So it's very easy to get involved in it. Whereas this one, like, I think that's why I struggled because I couldn't find a way into it. Yeah, well, I think for me, I just love like the breakdowns and the and the groove patterns and the drum beats. And so I think that was my way into it, just being like, I think the drumming just blew me away. I'm like, holy crap! And I think I think personally, like the start when I probably listened to it when I was like ten years old, I probably was the same. Like, because I can't really, to be fair, remember. But I was probably thinking, what the hell is this singing? Like, it's like not everyone can just get into that singing style straight away. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's one of the biggest issues. Is like, you know, with Metallica, it's heavy and it's fast. But the, yeah. the words are really recognisable and it's, you know, it's quite recognisable as well, singing. Yes, you can actually, he's articulating what he's saying. The words, like, you can understand what he's saying. It's not like that yeah. real deep guttural death metal growl. Yeah. It is no, like, that's... a bit more, I don't know, <laughs> there is a bit more to it. Yeah, you can actually hear what he is saying. Like, obviously, like now I can pretty much sing, well, not sing along to the words, but I know what he's saying. Yeah. Which I like that's what's really good about Randy's voice is he's, he's got the growl and he can go super high pitched and but you can actually hear what he's you can actually understand what he's saying yeah which I think does separate him as well from well the whole band from other metal bands where sometimes it's literally just growling and you're just like what the hell they're saying so you've so about three times you've listened to it yeah uh, do you and do you think you'll go back to it to try and get into it I don't know I really <laughs> don't know there's lots of interesting parts like. The breakdowns are insane. The guitar melodies are awesome. And then, yeah, I think it's like, for me, I don't know if you remember, do you know Bring Me The Horizon? Yeah. When I was listening to So, like, when I first listened to them, I was listening to Bought From A Valentine a lot. And it was my mate who was also into, metal, like, heavy music in the UK. He told me about Bring Me The Horizon. And when I first heard them, I was like, what the... F- is, what, I was like, what the fuck is this? So, like, that's just mental singing, like that's just everyone's just going fast 100 miles per hour this is a shite but then i heard one of their songs on the radio i think when it must have been fuck, what album was that believe uh i can't remember what the album's called but anyway it was on the radio and then i ended up getting it for my birthday and when i first listened to the album i was like this is fucking shit but because i got it bought for my birthday i was like oh, i'll keep listening to it and listening to it and then it ended up being i actually think it's an amazing album now but i think that's just, I think solely because of the singing, I couldn't get into the singing. Yeah. I was like, this is just terrible. But now I think I've just got used to the singing. And, like, yeah, now I just think it's a good album now. But I think that's probably you're at that stage of this album where you just start, you just can't get into it. There's no way of you getting into the album. And that's probably, like, what I was like for the Spring With The Rising album. But now I've got into it and can appreciate it. And I actually tried to start to learn some of the songs on drums off that album. Right. I wouldn't even attempt to try and learn one of the songs off uh, this Ashes Awake album. <laughs> no, it's intense, eh? Cause oh, it's insane. With the, we'll come back to the drumming in a second because I just want to go back to what you're saying about 
the, the singing because yeah. uh, during this podcast obviously i did an episode on saint anger so i sent okay. the, i sent saint anger to someone else she was like what the fuck is this i can't understand what he's saying he's just screaming and shouting it doesn't sound like music <laughs> and well we have different opinions on saint anger i know that but for yeah. me like that's a lot more like what he's saying is a lot more recognizable as singing but so she's at the same stage with saint anger as i'm at with lamb of god yeah um yeah it's and then because i don't know if you remember when we were in portugal in porto staying in that hostel with no one else in it just the other guy with his um fucking alarm every morning oh uh, yeah yeah you were oh yeah 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 i remember Fuck, that was annoying <laughs> because you and i were just uh i think we were just chatting and you're like oh i want to listen to bring me the horizon so you put it on and i was like i just have to get out of this fucking room i cannot deal with this noise and so i had to go for a walk um that was there, um, I think that was the time when Sam Paternal came out, so that was probably like when they were starting to bridge into the softest style of music too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to leave Bring Me the Horizon for, for a while. Yeah, wait till we get into Lamb of God first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, they're new, they think, to be, I haven't listened to the, like properly the last three albums, but their last three albums of like, from what I've heard or sat, of what I've heard about them, seem to have just gone real mainstream now. Which like, band? Quite poppy. Bring me the horizon. Okay. Actually, apparently, Ollie actually sings now. He doesn't just scream. And he's actually, um, they're like a mainstream band now. They've like, then they've got like millions of people on Spotify and that, like followers on Spotify. And they've just completely changed the style to go mainstream. <laughs> right. Because um, Chris, who was on one of the previous episodes, he's from Sheffield, where Bring Me the Horizon are from, right? And he was, he played in quite a few bands when he was younger in Sheffield. Because uh, he's a little bit older than us. He's coming up 32. And so I think he was, I don't, I don't think he ever met them, but he was like around, you know, that music scene to some extent. And he just reckons like as people, they're just pricks. Yeah, I guess you could, yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's also because Chris was like big into the punk scene. And yeah. just, there was a big rejection of what they would, what Bring Me The Horizon were doing. Yeah, they were um, quite extreme, Bring Me The Horizon. Their first, I think their early album sort of, has got quite, black metal type influences on it but yeah definitely like you say they're a band that have changed considerably which i guess is like that first album that you originally sent me the arctic monkeys album how they've considerably changed yeah we talked about that in another episode but we'll just tie it in because we're talking about sheffield and that's where the arctic monkeys come from as well did yeah. you have you listened to tranquility base hotel casino I was, yeah, and when you sent it to me, I was, when you, because obviously we, this has been a long time coming, so you, you did send me that album originally, I was like, fuck, how am I going to listen to this album, mate, like, because like, yeah, like you say, I mean, you obviously loved Dark Monkeys, and I thought it was quite funny, because I remember you making a Facebook page about something along the lines of how the Arctic Monkeys albums have got worse and worse and worse as they brought them out, yeah. do, you, do you remember making that page? <laughs> oh, it, it rings a bell now. Yeah, which I think is funny because over the years I've actually started really listening to um, Humbug. I, I think that's an absolutely great album. Yeah, I just couldn't get into um, Ho uh, Hotel Tranquility Bass and Casino. It sounds like to me, it's almost like an Alex Turner solo album. Like, you should just send it solo. Yeah, so I love that album. But it's it's just a shame in the sense, like, the band's just not utilised in the same way as they were in AM or any of the other albums, you know? Like, because Matt Helders is a great drummer. No, and he, he is. And he's just doing like pretty simple stuff on their latest album, which is just, you know, yeah, kind of a shame. It's like, I don't know, would you say it's sort of like a slow jazz sort of album? Like it's hard to really like. It's a weird one because 
I mean, the pianos are so the pianos are so prevalent in it, and then because it's that concept album of like you know an actual hotel on the moon, so the lyrics are a bit weird. It's really not a pop album like the Arctic Monkeys normally are. Yeah, and I guess it makes sense because the music is quite spacey. Like it's yeah, it's got that sort of like I can't remember the song. It was their first song. It's quite sort of spacey, like this sort of style. Uh, I was definitely dreading coming on and talking about this that album. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was very stoked when you sent me El Camino. Something <laughs> that I've actually been wanting to try and start listening to. The only Arctic Monkeys album I don't like is Suck It and See. Oh, uh, yeah, that's got Dance It Down because Move Your Chair on it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could name any other songs from that album, though, to be honest. Brick by Brick. Oh, uh, no, it's yeah. the same song, isn't it? Black Treacle. But, yeah, there's not much in that album for me. Nah. <laughs> nah, you just can't beat the... Um... The OG style of Arctic Monkeys, I think. I just keep coming back to their first album, like the energy in it. Oh, yeah, it's unreal. Eh? Well, I think, I don't know if it still is, but when it got released, it was the fastest-selling debut album from the UK. Yeah, and they did it independently as well. Pardon? And they did it independently as well. Oh, yeah, it's mad, eh? Yeah. Don't believe the hype. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, yeah, so you don't, you're not going to try and get back into Ashes of the Wake? I think I have to do it like song by song. Like I have to, like so, laid to rest. Like the first song on the album. Like I can kind of enjoy that song, and so I think I just have to listen to that song, you know, enough yeah, times well, where it just becomes normal, and then I can be like, you know, start listening to the, more of it. Yeah. So that's inter- that's funny because laid to rest, and there's another song called Redneck from the album that came out after this one, Sacrament. They're probably like the two, I guess, like maybe. I wouldn't say radio friendly, but they're probably like the two songs that people get into first. Right. Because I think I remember showing these guys to Sean. So he's um, he obviously I think he still hates Lamb of God, but he I, don't, I remember him saying he didn't actually mind Redneck. So okay. there's a song called Redneck and Laid to Rest of like the two songs that would sort of get you into this band. Yeah. So, yeah. I always find it interesting using Sean as a gauge of music because he he still doesn't or well, he hasn't got into Tool last time I talked to him. Nah, nah. I've tried. <laughs> yeah, and because I remember when we were on the boat, you were playing Perfect Circle, one of their albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I've listened to now quite a lot. Which is was that been at the Elephant Day? I think that was before that album came out. Yeah, it's the oh, the one with the white cover. I forget what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard? Have you listened to Eat the Elephant? No, I haven't. That's an unreal album. Eh? Like when I first, when I first, I was excited for that album to come out, and I was a little bit, I was like, oh, this was not what I expected. But it ended up being, um, it's actually an amazing album. I actually ended up buying it on vinyl almost straight away as well. Yeah, Manella loves it and she puts it on as well. Like, it's just a great, it's not, it doesn't sound like Tour, it doesn't sound like Early Perfect Circle. It's like sort of, I wouldn't say slow, I don't really know how to describe it, but it definitely wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Oh, I'd definitely give it a listen. Yes, Eat the Elephant, the whole album is just, yeah, it's just, it's just great. All right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a recommendation for you. Yeah. Um... I hadn't thought of an album really that I wanted to recommend. Have you got any albums you're looking forward to being released? Because this year I think it's going to be great for music because everyone's been in lockdown and writing music and they can't tour, so they're going to have to do album sales. Yeah, I genuinely don't know what's coming out this this year. I've just been sort of like briefly hearing rumours here and there. Like I'm really looking forward to... Well, I've pre-ordered... How many albums? I've already pre-ordered a couple on vinyl. Have you heard of the band Chevelle? Yep. Yeah, so they've got a new album coming out in about four or five weeks' time. So 
I've gone out and pre-ordered that, and the first two singles of that album are just unreal. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. Kings of Leon, I've got a new album coming out. Okay. I wouldn't have pegged you I'm as actually, a Kings of Leon fan. No, actually, I actually, I think, not last year, but the year before, they were my second top band on the Spotify top five. Like you've mellowed out, man. <laughs> I think, think Ramstein was number one, and then it was Kings of Leon. <laughs> I blamed Manel for using the Spotify account on that one. All right. I must admit, I do put Kings of Leon on myself, and actually, I probably will be pre-ordering the, their new album. Do, do the Queens of the Stone Age have another com- album coming out soon? Because it's been... Their last album was 2017. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. Was that 2017, was it? Sure. Yeah. And the one before that, that was... Oh, yeah, I've got that album on record as well with the alternative cover, so that's quite cool. It's got... You know how it's got, like, the sort of the devil standing behind Josh with, like, those hands over his face? Yep. Yeah, this album cover's got, like, the devil standing behind Josh pulling the fingers out. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm buying this fucking dead ass, Because when that album came out, you weren't a big fan of it. No, I wasn't. No, it's because it's again, it's just different to um, the Queen's Stone Age style, but it's got it's like quite dancey, and I think that's what Josh Home wanted to make was sort of like a sort of a dancey, groovy album. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's definitely done that. And now that's another album that's grown. I guess it's because I guess you get look forward to an album coming out, and then when you first listen to it, it's not what you expect it to be. So I don't know if it's disappointment or if it's like, yeah, it's just like, oh, that wasn't what I was expecting, but then you give it another chance. Like it's like this perfect circle, eat the elephant album, and now they're just yeah, they're just great albums. Yeah, because I mean, so that's what happened to me with the Arctic Monkeys last album. Like, I yeah, I was looking forward to another album like AM, and then I remember they released like a little teaser, and at that point it kind of dawned on me like I don't think this is going to be like a traditional Arctic Monkeys album, and like the first time I listened to it, fuck, I just did not enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and then it probably um, took like another year after that. Uh, when, when when was that released? 2018. Sure, yeah, it was two years now, too. Yeah. It's mad how time flies, eh? Yeah. Yeah, the album I want to recommend is Blast Tyrant by Clutch. Oh, yes, yes, sweet. Clutch is sort of on my radar, actually. I like Blast Tyrant as an album because it's like... I'm not sure if it's a metal album, it's like somewhere on the border of metal and rock. Yeah, and I think I think I um I typed in like a stoner rock playlist on Spotify and... um. Bands like Clutch and Red Fang and all that sort of stuff come up. Yeah, that's like it'd be quite similar to Red Fang actually. Um, like big yeah. sound, really big sound. But yeah, it very American sounding as well. But I, I just enjoy it. Um, I'm that Kaya sort of sound though. Yeah, Kaya's pioneered. I still think I, I love some, some of those. Well, uh, which I forget the name of the Kaya albums now, but I love them. The Green Machine or something is it? Something like that. Yeah, when the circus comes that's... to town. No, nah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's like a band that I haven't really like gone through the whole discography on either. Like I've, like you say, I don't, I've just put that sort of playlist in, and I've just sort of just dabbled with that. Yeah, it's yeah. quite cool. You've listed a, a Clutch album because I think this will be the first time I've listened to a whole Clutch album. Yeah, I definitely recommend. I also recommend those Kaius albums as well. It's I, I got the title wrong. It's and the Circus Leaves Town, but that's um right. I because I've got I've finally been able to get like some decent speakers. Because, you know, I'm living in one place and I've, because I've got a full-time job, I can afford to buy some nice things. And so, like, having proper speakers just makes music much more enjoyable. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You just hear the full sound, like the full bass tone, the full highs. Yeah. Which you don't get through your phone or through your TV. Yeah, and then you can turn it up a bit as well and not actually lose any of those as well. 
yeah, it doesn't get distorted at home. Yeah, until your neighbours get fucked off with you. <laughs> the joys of living in a tenement in Glasgow. Yeah, well, my neighbours uh, have been, well, haven't been calling noise control on me lately, so that's been good news. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I mean, if you can have parties, why not? Um, yeah. All right, man. Well, I see we're just sort of at 45 minutes now, so I guess that's a good time to, I guess, end yep. the episode. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, and like, because I know yeah, we've been catching time. up, but being good to like talk about music as well, because I don't think we've done that for a while. No, it hasn't. It's been a long time, actually. So, yeah, no, thanks for yep. coming on, man. And, um, uh, oh, yeah, hopefully I can come back to New Zealand and actually hang out with you soon, too. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be, uh, hopefully one day those borders will open up. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Yeah. That sounds great. Oh, thanks. Thank you.